Welcome to that big HVAC show. I'm your big HVAC host, Dwayne Anderson. But first, a word from our sponsor. Aloha. Do you miss traveling? Experiencing new things like coffee grown in volcanic soil on the Hawaiian Islands? Thank goodness for Ohana Estate Coffee. Right now I'm drinking Labaflow, the dark medium roast. Did you know Ohana means family? And this family business is in Western Canada. Why don't you join the family for a cup of coffee at ohanacoffeeco.com. See what's brewing at Ohana Estate Coffee. Now that's good coffee. Water, water everywhere. Have you heard that expression? And it's kind of true. 71% of the planet is covered in water. 60% of our bodies are made up in water and we love to play in this stuff. Who doesn't like to go swimming, boating, or fishing? And sometimes we even freeze it and play on that too. Some better than others. But water is necessary to sustain life, including the life of our HVAC systems. Today we're going to focus on the water in Vancouver. My guest today will help us explore that topic. He has spent nine years in the water treatment industry. He is the sustainability manager at Pace Solutions Corp. And he has a four-month-old chocolate lab. Will Wilson, welcome to that big HVAC show. Thanks, Dwayne. Happy to be here. Glad to have you here. So, though, you know, podcasts try to appeal to a larger audience today, we are specifically focusing on water and water in Vancouver. What changes are, are happening to Vancouver's water? Yeah, Metro Vancouver is adjusting the pH of their water and adding some minerals. Uh, and what they're trying to do is eliminate a serious problem for a lot of building owners in the city. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's a, a situation happening with pinhole leaks in domestic water. So you've got you know copper piping throughout most multi-unit residential or commercial buildings. And the water in Vancouver, while it's very, very good, uh, you know, healthy supply of water and doesn't have a lot of, you know, um, harmful minerals in it or, or ha high hardness like we see in other areas. But the soft water of Vancouver is actually really damaging, really corrosive to copper. Uh, so that copper is being eaten away and buildings are left with, you know, constant pinhole leaks that they have to repair and over a certain amount of time ultimately ends in uh, repiping the entire domestic system. Right. And we've seen some of that uh, from a contractor standpoint. So when did these changes begin? Well, it was just sort of rushed announced back in February that in May, uh, Metro Vancouver was going to start adjusting their water to lower the, or sorry, increase the pH and increase the mineral content. Um, they had scheduled this change to happen in May. Uh, it's now been pushed back to sometime in June. Okay. So there's a little bit of time to adjust. So Yeah, very little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what impact will this have on buildings and stratas? Well, first of all, any buildings with uh, cooling towers are going to have a major impact. Uh, cooling towers use the evaporation process, so they use up quite a lot of water to cool the HVAC system and cool the building. Um, what happens though is as you evaporate water out of your cooling tower, it leaves behind minerals. 
Um, so the mineral content in Vancouver being really soft doesn't have high mineral content. Uh, we're not 100% sure exactly how much it's going to increase, but rough estimates are there's going to be about double the mineral content in our water supply with this change, which means uh, there's going to be a lot more material being left behind, a lot more minerals building up in cooling towers, which is going to mean that you're going to have to flush the water out more frequently, your, your water usage is going to go up, the water treatment for your system is going to change, so you're going to have to adjust for that. Uh, and potentially, if you don't, if you do not adjust for the new minerals, those minerals are going to build up on the heat transfer surfaces inside the cooling tower, and your energy costs are going to skyrocket. Um, okay. any, mineral, any mineral scale that builds up is going to block heat transfer, and uh, you can easily see about a 30% increase in your cooling costs uh, as that scale builds up. Oh, wow. So let's, let's focus on the cooling towers, because in January, well, January 1st of 2020, Vancouver City Council approved of a new cooling tower registry, which means those building owners need to get a permit for the cooling tower and it needs to be displayed. And uh, so this also, you know, uh, since we're entering the cooling season, these changes obviously affect cooling towers. So what are some of the, the, re the required tests that, that need to take place? Yeah, so what, what, what we're starting to realize more and more uh, I'm not sure if your, your audience is familiar with Legionnaire's disease and Legionella. Uh, it's a bacteria that comes in in the water supply. It's relatively harmless if you drink it, but if it's aerosolized uh, and you breathe in this bacteria, then you, you can contract a really serious pneumonia and it can kill people. Until recently, and then this year, you have to have one mandatory test. So they need to do a Legionella test. They come by, uh, you submit your results to a lab, uh, your sample to a lab, get tested, verify that your cooling tower does not have Legionella uh, or does not have a significant amount. Small amount of Legionella is okay, uh, but if it's allowed to grow and get out of control, it can be very dangerous. So that first test this year, and that's going to move to monthly testing next year. Uh, the 2022. Is, exactly. In 2022, okay. uh, you're going to have to have a someone, someone holding the permit having a certificate to do the testing. So that could be the building owner, the operator, that could be a water treatment company. Uh, but somebody there has to be certified to be able to do the test. And you're going to have to do that test once a month, send it off to a lab, and then submit your results to the city. The city then tracks all the positive Legionella positive results. It's going to be public, publicly available. So there's going to be a map of Vancouver with a pin on your building if you get a positive result. And then depending on how much, like what the count was for the bacteria, uh, they are either going to tell you to shut down the cooling tower and do an immediate clean and recertify that it's clean before you're allowed to restart the cooling tower. Or if it's, if it's bad, but you know, at a more acceptable range, uh, just be a uh, flush, clean, retest, and away you go. So really some potential risks. I mean, I can't imagine what it would do to a commercial building to lose you know, their air conditioning in the middle of summer, right? Or a data center or oh, even a residential yeah. building. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be devastating. Yeah. The, uh, there was a Walmart incident in Surrey where they had a Legionella outbreak. Now, I'm not 100% sure it was the Walmart that was the cause, but the, the Walmart had um, really fouled up cooling towers, and they had to shut down those cooling towers, which meant, you know, refrigeration units went out in, in the Walmart. Uh, so... I can only imagine the amount of product that they lost 
through that process. That was quite a, I remember when that happened, it was quite the event for sure. Um, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, when cooling towers go down, it does have a devastating effect on, on that building or on the environment it's in. Yeah. So, so my message to building owners and stratas out there, you know, really take a hard look at what you're doing for water treatment, not just on the cooling tower, but in the building in general. Um, we come across, you know, our, my background and our company is specializes in water treatment. And we come across a lot of clients that don't really know, you know, they think they have it taken care of. Um, but, you know, they've got a mechanical contractor and, oh, yeah, water treatment's included as a line item. But is anybody actually actively testing? Um, and the issue comes down to, you know, regular scheduled testing. Uh, if you're getting test results from a water treatment company, knowing what those tests mean, knowing what what the dangers are if you're outside of outside of those um, specifications. The whole point of this podcast is to bring awareness to, you know, building owners and property managers, but also, you know, contractors. Are, are they aware? Because, you know, they may not have the permit and they shouldn't have the permit for the cooling tower, but they, if it is, like you said, a line item on their service agreement, they need to be aware of uh, the seriousness that's involved in it. Uh, I remember re- reading that um, that any new cooling tower that's put in place or replaced needs to have a maintenance agreement. Um, the city's enforcing that. And it also needs to, and part of that is is the water treatment. So uh, this is something to be, to be taken uh, seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Just a point of clarification on that. So not only is the testing going to be required, but you are going to have to have a treatment plan in place. And you're supposed to have, uh, you need to have a logbook on site showing your, or have your test results available so that when the city does inspections, and by the way, they have already started doing inspections. We've had several clients get uh, visited by the city to check out their cooling towers. Once, once that's happening, you have to have a process in place to deal with it as well. So it's, it's going to be a major change. I think the mechanicals are all starting to get on board and realize the seriousness of it. You know, the fact that the city is mandating these, these, uh, this program is really a great way to raise awareness. So the, the log books that you mentioned, um, it's not just like if you started this today that you need today's information moving forward, is it? There's more to it than that. Yeah, well, you, you need to know, it has to have all the information about your, uh, your cooling tower registration. You have to have all the information on, um, you know, who's doing the testing, uh, where the tests are, are available to, to get. So you don't necessarily have to have them all printed out in there, uh, but at least be able to provide them within 20, uh, 48 hours. And uh, who's registered to do the test, right? Who has that certificate for your building and all that stuff. Now, did I read somewhere as well where it said that it need uh, that in this logbook you need 24 months prior information in this logbook, or did I misread that? Yeah, you should have uh, at least 24 months uh, of historical test reports available within 48 hours of your inspection. So, if uh, if you don't have those. You know, I'm not sure exactly what procedure the city is going to follow, but they certainly have the right to ask you to shut down your tower. Okay. Um, now, you mentioned we talked about these logbooks and all the information that's required in them. Um, instead of, you know, different building operators or operations managers creating their own, can they just get one somewhere? 
Yeah, uh, well, Pace Solutions has uh, the logbooks available, so they're all uh, pre-built pre with everything you need, and you just have to fill in the details. Um, we also offer, of course, uh, Legionella testing, right? So we can, our services, we've got uh, seven service techs in the Lower Mainland to help out with not only your water treatment program, but Legionella testing, uh, testing for the corrosion inhibitors, and setting up your tower. You know, a lot, a lot of these towers, the function is not just, you know, making sure that there's chemical in them or, or it's more checking on them regularly, making sure they're fine-tuned, making sure you're, you know, getting the most out of your water, right? So if you take a average tower, uh, could use, you know, commercial building downtown could use about a million liters of water a year. Now, if you tweak that treatment a little bit uh, and you have a, 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 an automated system that, you know, manipulates the drain valve and can test for the pH in the water and dissolve solids, you could easily lower that uh, water consumption by about 30%, 40%. Uh, there's also new technologies coming out. A big one that we're working with now is a product called ProMoss. It's a sphagnum moss product that replaces chemical treatment. So it's an organic product that you okay. can put in and it actually filters out some of the uh, contaminants in your water and allows you to you know, use that water without having to put additional chemistry in. That's fantastic. If you had one piece of advice for any property manager or building owner, uh, when it comes to um, their cooling towers, what would it be? I, I kind of alluded to this earlier. The biggest thing that you can do for your cooling tower is make sure you have eyes on that tower frequently. Uh, a lot of uh, ASHRAE guidelines would say you should be testing your tower or checking your tower daily. That's not practical for a lot of people uh, to have operators up there daily. Um, there is remote monitoring available, things that can, probes that can be in your tower and monitor. And then if there is an issue, it's an, an alert someone like your water treater or your building operator to go check it. Because, you know, if a drain valve gets stuck open, you're draining millions of liters of water. Um, if uh, you, you, there's so much you can catch if you just have eyes on it and aware of that, that piece of equipment. Right. I, I agree. Is there anything else you want to share with us regarding pay solutions? Um, well, for any of your listeners in Western Canada, uh, we have uh, offices and services uh, team that can service anywhere from Vancouver to uh, Winnipeg. So let us know what you need and we can help you out, whether it's Legionella testing, boilers, chillers, geothermal heat pumps, uh, cooling towers, anything water in your building, we can give you a hand. Thank you so much for your time today, Will, and uh, I appreciate you joining us here on That Big HVAC Show. My pleasure. Have a good day. You too. If you have any questions about this topic, please send an email to thatbighvacshow at gmail.com. You can connect with the show on social media too. Search at That Big HVAC Show on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. Please keep in mind that this is your podcast. If there's anything in that big HVAC world that you want to learn more about, please let me know. I look forward to your input. Until next month, dream big, work smart, and be safe.